بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على النبي المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة صدق الله العظيم Honorable ulamai kiram Respected elders and brothers in Islam Continuing with our topic Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The best husband Just to recap and to refresh ourselves It is our iman, our belief The belief of every mu'min That the best example is Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In every aspect of our lives, be it in the acts of our worship, our namaz, our fasting, umrah, hajj, charity, or be it in our daily, day-to-day activities, eating, dressing, in every aspect of our lives, the best way, the most comprehensive way, the most beautiful way is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yet we find that we tend to neglect the example of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when it comes to certain aspects of our lives. General misconception that we have when we speak of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is we tend to restrict the sunnah of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to certain things in our lives. And we tend to neglect other aspects. Like for example, what was the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at home? What was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he came interacting with his families. How was he as a husband? So for a mu'min, for a believer, no matter what position a person may have as an imam, his example is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As a teacher, a mu'min's example is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As a father, likewise as a husband, the example of a, for a believer is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And why this topic is so important is the home, is the nucleus, of society. The backbone of society is the home. Societies and communities are made up of individuals who come from different homes. Now if that home is a healthy home, if that home has the values that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us, then those individuals that are within that home will also have the same values. That society will be made up of individuals who share those same values, values of respect for example, values of consideration, values of love, etc. So this is why this topic is such an important topic, is what was the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at his house, with his azwaj mutahharat, with his wives, with our mothers, and how should we be conducting ourselves in our homes. So alhamdulillah, last week few points were discussed. Today by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will share with you another two or three points from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first aspect that I want to share with you today is the aspect of consideration. Now this is something that wasn't specific to the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, this is part and parcel of the behavior of every mu'min. It is part of our makeup. Every mu'min, a believer, cannot be a complete believer until he does not have this in his life, that he is considerate about others, he is careful not to cause any type of harm and taklif to others. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Muslimu, مَنْ سَلِمَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ مِنْ لِسَانِهِ وَيَدِهِ That that person is a complete perfect Muslim, who others are safe from his tongue and from his hands. So only that person's Islam is complete. That person is a complete mu'min and a believer, a true complete Muslim. 
who is considerate in his behavior towards others. He does not harm others verbally, physically, mentally also. A believer does not live a life of isolation. He does not live and conduct himself in a way that he is the only person around, there is nobody else around him. No, a mu'min in whatever he utters, whatever he does, before he utters anything, he's considerate. What I'm, what I'm going to say, is this going to hurt the next person? Is this going to cause him some discomfort, some taklif? Am I belittling him? Am I humiliating him? When he does something, he's considerate. It is not that he's coming to the masjid, for example, then he's the only person that is in a masjid, so he parks his vehicle however he wants. He leaves his shoes however he wants. He makes a noise in a masjid. Although maybe perhaps he's, maybe he's reciting Quran Sharif. It's a great meritorious act. Alhamdulillah. But if he's reciting in such a way that he's disturbing others. So this is not the way of a mu'min. A Muslim, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us the hallmark. The distinguishing feature in the life of a believer is that he's always considerate about the people around him. But this is something that was found in the home of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sa'ad radiallahu anhum, he reminded the ummah as well. Take one example, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is seated, with him is a young child, someone brings a tray of dates. Now the child, the nature of a child, the nature of every person in fact, in our nature, by our nature we are greedy. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us to control that greed. So this child seeing the dates, he immediately reaches out and he takes two dates from the tree. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches this young child the same aspect of consideration, the same aspect of don't live your life in a way that it is only your comfort. As long as my stomach is full, as long as I'm happy, my children are okay, my parents are okay, I'm fine, that is enough. No, no. A mu'min lives, he's concerned about the next person, he's concerned about the neighbor, he's concerned about the people around him. Not just my children or my family, but everyone else. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches this young boy, and he says to him, that take just one day, don't take two days, take one. And then let this, allow this tray to be passed around, let all the other sahaba, whoever else is seated, are seated there, let them all take one one date. Once they have all taken one date, now there is something extra, then you may take the second date. So the same aspect of consideration, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is teaching a young little boy. And this was something that was found to the greatest, highest level in the life of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and especially at home. Today, unfortunately, many a times, we tend to be concerned about our behavior outside the house. But how concerned are we about our behavior inside the home? So Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala gives, narrates an incident whereby we can understand the level of the consideration of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how considerate he was to the azwaj mutahharat of their well-being, of their feelings, not to harm them, not to cause them the least amount of discomfort. So as Aisha radiallahu anha narrates, one night Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came home after the Isha salah and he retired to bed. She says he waited for a while thinking that I had fallen asleep. But I was awake, I wasn't sleeping, I was pretending to be asleep. After some time had passed, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thought that perhaps I am asleep. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gets up. فَقَامَ رُوَيْدًا As Aisha radiallahu anha describes the manner in which the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got up from his bed. She says he stood up, he got up, 
very, very softly, very quietly, silently. Not to disturb my sleep in the least. Not that if I'm waking up for tahajjud salah, alhamdulillah, then I'm waking up the entire house and the whole neighborhood as well, making so much of noise. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qamaruwayd, and he woke up, he stood up quietly, silently, not to disturb my sleep. Then he put on his kurta silently. He put on his shoes, ruwayd and silently. Fatah al-baba, ruwayd and he opened the door again silently. He went out of the home, he closed the door again silently. Not to cause the slightest amount of discomfort to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha who is asleep. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha says, I was curious to know where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is going to. So I quickly put on my clothes and I went out to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I see the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam going in the direction of Jannatul Baqir, the graveyard of Medina Munawwara. And there Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stands and he makes dua for the people of Baqir for a lengthy period of time. He stands making dua. And after completing his dua, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turns to return home. As Aisha radiallahu anha says, I also quickly hurried to go home Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam realized that there is someone in front of him. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began to walk a bit faster. As Aisha radiallahu anha says, I also increased my pace. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began to walk even faster. Then I also began to walk faster. She says, I just made it. I just managed to enter the home and I dived into, into the bed and I pretended to be sleeping. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he enters, Ma laki ya Aisha, oh Aisha, what's wrong? She says, oh Nabi of Allah, no I'm okay, nothing is wrong, I'm fine. Ma laki ya Aisha, hashya rabiatan. What is wrong, oh Aisha, something is wrong. You are panting, you are breathing very heavily. It can't be that nothing is wrong, something happened. As Aisha radiallahu anha says, no nothing, nothing. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, oh Aisha, remember if you don't tell me, then Al-Alimul Khabir, that being who knows everything, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala will tell me. So Zara Aisha radiallahu anha then narrates to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what had happened. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to Zara Aisha radiallahu anha that Jibreel alayhi salam had come to me with this instruction that I go and make dua for the people of Baqir. But I thought to myself that if I go, either I wake you up and go, or I don't wake you up and I go. If I wake you up and I go, or I inform you and I tell you that I'm going to Baqi, I didn't want you to feel lonely at home. I will be gone. It is a night, a long night perhaps. The Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is gone. She's waiting. When is he going to return? So she'll feel lonely. She'll feel uneasy. Now let us just reflect for a moment. The Nabi of Allah is going to fulfill the command of Allah wa ta'ala. To make dua for 